What's Happening won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today's show is a very special episode. It's a little bit more personal, uh, a little bit more cultural. A little bit more adult. <laughs> for the stepdad. Throw your throw your keys in the bowl. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean have a drink. This is we just wanted to do something a little more relaxed, a little bit more you know, mostly we talk about stuff that we really enjoy watching and, you know, really positive stuff and, and there's some interesting yeah, stuff that yeah. happened, you know, to our generation that, you know, isn't as light, you know, yeah. but it's you know, still gonna have fun. We're not gonna sit here and talk about yeah. you know, the the Munich Olympics. Oh God! Uh, the hostage crisis. Hundred, hundred days, hundred and some days. Was that what it was? I was anyway. Yeah. But, Iran uh, hostage crisis. So we're not talking about it. No. <laughs> well, this is the time to talk about it, man. But the reason why for the stepdads is the seventies was a really interesting time because it a, a lot of I had a stepdad in the seventies. You know, I didn't have a stepdad in the seventies. My uh, my father <laughs> passed away uh, when I was young, and my mom remarried. That's how you get a stepdad. I just want to make sure everybody knew the process. You didn't just <laughs> organically grow out of the, no, the ground. You don't plant a stepdad tree. I wish that would be cool. But uh, oh, and we're uh, we're enjoying a stepdad Cheers. drink. Uh, it's a J and B and soda, which is a very seventies stepdad beverage. I'm, I'm already <clears throat> like a good Ugh. stepdad. I'm already like five in. God, God no wonder they were so angry. Drinking this rocket fuel. That's <laughs> nah, really not good. No, and it's oh not God. cheap either, which is cool. Um, but J- it, you know, JB was is the official uh, whiskey of the British monarchy since like 1719 or something. Yeah, no wonder they're so uptight. <laughs> it's also the official <laughs> whiskey have, of stepdads from 1971. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's a blend. Um, so grab your uh, grab your drinks and uh, sit back, and we're going to have a little talk about. Uh, the 70s and some of the weird kind of cultural changes that we went through and why. And I think a lot of it had to do with the dissolution of marriage. Divorce was not common. And I think, you know, after Kennedy got killed and then after that, you know, we had the sexual revolution. And then after that, we had uh, Nixon, you know, resigning. Nixon. Yeah. That whole scandal was a a huge, yeah. We used to blindly... Follow your government as a yeah as a, as a middle aged white yes, man. I'll yes. say that, <laughs> but it needed to. I mean, look. I mean, all of the stuff was just phony. I mean, everything was surface. You know, you look at a lot of our parents or you know parents of the mm-hmm. Gen X the generation, baby, the baby boomers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look. A lot of what they were concerned about was surface. Our family needs to look good. You know, we yeah. we have to yeah. appear. The whole what are the neighbors going to think once we got to the seventies and all of those things happened and the culmination of a lot of them i think a lot of people woke up and a lot of women woke up because you know this was also during era and the women's liberation Mm -hmm. movement um and they're like i don't want to be married to this schlub i don't want to be married to this idiot anymore well and there was legislation that passed it made divorce a lot easier life's too short you know and no fault divorce right and and you know churches were getting kind of lax on it too so there was just this divorce revolution you know and uh I had a lot of friends with stepdads, you know, yeah. and uh, and I guess stepmoms too. But it's just like, 
I don't have the clear memory of the stepmoms like I do the stepdads. Because the stepdads yeah, came yeah. in a, uh, they came yeah, in a lot of the same. But but that's because mostly the kids stayed with the moms, right? Like yeah. that was yeah, the yeah. kids were with the moms nine, nine times out of ten. Yeah, so then you know you got all these dads that are getting kicked to the curb, or you know these husbands, and <laughs> you, know, you got all these horny moms that are you know looking They're to mingle. Gonna, yeah, why and, would they? And then you know, boom, you know you got a new dad, and it's like, it was tough. Uh, it was an interesting situation with us. Well, my, my voice is getting really. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you went back to being ten years old. That I did. Weird. No, I was. I don't think it was a four, but I remember when our stepdad situation had. It was kind of messed up because I was going on picnics and stuff with them, and I was a young kid, you know. So sure. I just wanted a dad, you know. I yeah, just wanted yeah. a, a big guy. You were to, very to, wounded by the you fact know, that your yeah, father died. I was yeah. looking for for some sort of male. Yeah. Uh, you know, guidance or whatever. And they sent my sister to camp. And, you know, when she came back, it was moved in, you know? And it's like, wow, that's not good, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for her. You know, it's like, yeah, I can't imagine. And that's the beginning. And it's not like they did it maliciously to hurt her or whatever. But I think that's a lot of the problem is like, they didn't think about it because it's like the kids don't matter. Right. Right. I mean, not that they don't matter, but they don't have a say. We weren't, no, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a family they, vote about stuff. Yeah. That's just not how it was back then. Well, that's because father knows best. It's about being sold that you need to have that family unit. And and the, the, the parents always know better. Yeah, I just also, you know, it's also got to be tough coming into a family with kids, you know. And the whole discipline, like, you know, back then it was just like, he's in, discipline going, you know, the whole, you're not my dad, that didn't fly, you know, it's like. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough for him coming in to, you know, have to fill those shoes or, mm-hmm. or yeah, I mean, even even that, it's just that, that the fact that it's like, all right, I got to. And I think we were his first stepkids, yeah. you know, he oh, had a, a whole gaggle kids. of his own kids oh. from other marriages. But uh, <laughs> gaggle is not a word you want to use. But I don't. Children. I think we might have been his first stepkids, and then he also ended up adopting us. But you know, it was a whole different dynamic, right? And so you know, we rebelled. We got in trouble because we weren't happy. You know what I mean? Sure. The kids were were acting out. The parents didn't give a crap because they just wanted to get drunk and do what they. Not my parents, but you know, and being in yeah. general, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there was this whole kind of not a breakdown of the familial unit, but a, a, a reimagining of it, which came with its own roadblocks and its own, yeah. you know, difficult situations. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a. Uh... It's interesting because uh, a lot of stepdads, and I don't know about your stepdad and, and, and having other kids, but a lot of them don't have kids. And suddenly you have a seven-year-old, and it's sure. like, well, what, do you, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, I'm in love with this person, and now but the kid's there. And it's like, well, how do I deal with this? And, a and lot of spanking and handle beating. It well. yeah, <laughs> That's what it was. There was a lot of well. abuse back in the 70s because it was actually, you I know. Think, I feel like there's a lot of overcorrection that yeah, was going on. Yeah, but also, I mean, you know, spanking and smacking around, that wasn't really frowned upon back then. Yeah, In my school, they had a paddle. Like the principal Jesus. could paddle your ass with this big-ass paddle. We had a, I, when I was in Catholic school, we had a paddle, but that was. This was public school. Yeah, not in public school. Oh, no. <laughs> and that was another thing. I had to become a Catholic. Because he was a Catholic. Oh, really? And I got shoved well, I into that, that nonsense. No, yeah. No, that no, was, well, I was my my Catholic upbringing uh, with the Catholic school that I went to. I was very. They taught us um, uh, phonics. Like that was a big thing. And how, how were you hooked on it? I was because I learned to read at a very young age, and and it was and I have better comprehension now because of the phonics. Stuff. Sure. 
and and it wasn't something they were doing in the in the the public school mm-hmm. but i the second my parents asked me if i wanted to go to public school i was like yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah, i was an altar boy this. i was yeah. a lectern i was you know oh, i was an altar boy i didn't i was i was never a lectern oh man i loved reading in church but uh you have an audience that's exactly <laughs> it's a captive I audience care what I, <laughs> give me whatever i'll read it as long as i can make you know do all my little jokes on me do my voices <laughs> Um, Hi, I'm Peter. Welcome to the Pearly Gates. I gotta tell you, I'm gonna tell you a quick aside. A great. This is my one of my favorite stories about my stepdad. All right. And uh, back I, when I did used to read in church, uh, we used to. I guess it, it was like we were doing a rehearsal for some big mass. It was like the easy. You know, it was one of the big ones. You know, Easter, yeah. Christmas, one of the biggies. And I was reading, and uh, and I hadn't seen the. The scripture, the reading, I don't know. I don't even remember what you call it. But it was a dry read, okay? Yeah, I was yeah. eight or seven. I was really young when I would read in church. And uh, and I remember Sister Anne, who was the meanest, just most physically and mentally abusive nun I have ever encountered. The most unhappy person. Unhappy. Unhappy person. Yeah. So Sister Anne was this horrible person. And uh, I get up on the altar. There's a, few, there's a bunch of people in there. The old man's there. And she hands me this this card, and it's you know it's scripture, so it's like yeah. Ecclesiastes and all these you know ten dollar words, yeah, yeah. and you're you know. So I'm kind of stumbling through it because it's a dry read, and I'm young, and you know I make a couple mistakes, and I'm nervous because there's other people, and it's the first time I've ever done it. And she's hovering over me like a you know a, a carrion bird waiting for me <laughs> to you know, and uh, and then she just lays into me, you sin in the eyes of God and how dare you take the and just screeching at me and, and I'm just like don't cry don't cry don't cry you know my face is in a thing where your face is getting super hot and you can yeah. feel the tears going but you're just like I don't want to give her the satisfaction but you just are just so embarrassed <laughs> and it was just horrifying and she's just like go sit your butt down you know and think about what you blah 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 so I go Head down, just like it was the longest walk too, back to the pew. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's eyes on me, you know. Just you know that hot, embarrassed feeling yeah. of where you oh, just yeah. want to crawl into a hole. And I sit down next to the old man, and he's pissed. And he leans down to me, and he goes, "You don't worry about it. She's a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and this was in church, and he was absolutely right. And I loved him for that. That was like one of the. <laughs> That's <laughs> the, amazing. Yeah. So That's I amazing. mean, we had our good. You know, we. He, like, I think the old man loved me, you know, the best way that he could. Sure. You know, and I think the one good thing about our generation that I don't think the generation that definitely he didn't have, because I know that a lot of his problems stem from he didn't have a father. His father died when he was young. Oh, really? Uh, he was a forestry guy, and he was killed uh, working. And he was raised by a very overbearing and, and, and cruel mother and an extremely cruel and abusive sister. Oh, wow. And he was a miserable man, yeah. and he didn't know how to deal with that. Right. And he didn't have the skills to deal with that. Like, you know, right, we didn't go right. to therapy back then or introspection right. no, or whatever. He, he wanted the, to be John Wayne, you know? Yeah, yeah, you repress it, you drink it away, and you beat it out of your no, kids. No, because it's know? not how you're supposed to be. Exactly. So, you know, understanding where he came from, then he's not a monster. He's just a man. Yeah. And then you can be friends with a man. You can forgive a man. You know, right, right. And I think, you know, that's one of the greatest things about our generation is I think we have empathy and we did 
forgive our parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we could see yeah. them as human beings and not yeah. as, you know, and I think that once you start seeing your folks as a human being or your stepdad of it or whatever it is, then, then they're not the monsters. Then, then, then you take the power away and then you can understand where all this crap came from. And it doesn't excuse it. Doesn't make it okay. No, no. it doesn't always. Yeah, it, and it you, doesn't make all the residual effects go forgive. away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You it's, can forgive, but yeah. you know, it's like you can't forget. You know, yeah. it's just it's in you, especially if you're a kid. You know, there's just things that are in you that you you can, you know, you can be aware of them, and you, and you can and you can uh, control them. You know, you can sure. watch them and stuff, but they're always going to be there. But I think, you know, I think I see my peers who are parents. And they're much better parents, you know. Right. You know, right. not no offense to 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 our parents, but it's just in terms of like accepting who the kids are, mm-hmm. being supportive of what the kids do, you know, not just like shut up and do what your dad says, or you yeah. know, yeah. It's I think each generation is getting better, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. you know everybody complains about the the millennials and you know and the kids today and whatever, yeah. and it's like you know. <laughs> and they're, all, they're always going to be different. They're always going to be a little sure. weird. But I mean, there's no reason. Yeah. But these are sweet kids. You know, I think these kids are yeah. going to do a good job. You know, and I think they have good parents. You know, and, and I think we kind of went through the ringer to get to where we are today, right? You know, I think we kind of yeah. went through the shit. I mean, I think I think there's still a long way to go with a lot of people. But of course, uh, definitely. But definitely. I mean, I I think I was pretty lucky. My parents were pretty good about that. They were very much about about you know. Being supportive, and sure. Like, oh yeah, my, I mean, yeah. allowing me to screw up and then being supportive there, and 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 it was good. I mean, it, it made me very independent. It made me very aware of who I am, and in, in the fact that my brother has amazing kids, mm-hmm. and like you know, between him and my sister in law, and like, uh, it was it was interesting. I'm really curious to see where they go. I mean, they're young; they're yeah. like twelve and younger. So I mean, but I'm really curious to see where we go as a generation or as a as a country. With that generation of them coming up, knowing that they've they saw they're hyper aware of sure. the fact that you know things were screwed up and like we got to make things better. Yeah, no, I mean, annoyingly so, uh, <laughs> but that's how it has to be, you know. Um, got to swing that pendulum back, man. Yeah, definitely. And look, my mom was extremely supportive, and she, sure, you know, she was. she was supportive of me acting and making movies and all sorts of stuff, and. And, you know, but there was a realism, too, of them. You know, they grew up after the Depression and they grew up, you know, during World War Two and, you know, and after World War Two, you know, it was a very, you know, they grew up having to, like, conserve things. And, right. You right. know, it's like and 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 be patriotic, you know, right. with World War Two. I mean, it's it's they're a very patriotic generation. You know, it's like, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. You know, they're still love like, you know, believe your government, trust in your government, trust in, the, you know, it's well, like, yeah, what, they're not going to do anything wrong. Uh, well, yeah, 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 to a certain degree. Um, but, you know, I Nixon changed all that. JFK um, dying changed all that. Sure. Like it Vietnam. Was, Vietnam changed all that. It was summer a, love, you know. It was a huge the civil rights movement. Yeah. The Stonewall. You know, it's like all it's, these events. Yeah. That were happening concurrently were unavoidable, and un- you couldn't ignore them. Right, but I, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that I, I feel like there's a lot of baby boomers now that that don't trust the government mm-hmm. because because of that stuff that happened, and and sure, and how the government lied, and like, well, the JFK conspiracy <sighs> set off a lot of people in a really bad direction. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's not even Nixon and Watergate. Like, it totally, it, it I mean. 
I, I don't know. I, well, yeah. I, 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 I want to say that I think that that's the reason now that, like, we have these extreme conservatives. But, like, it's it, – the fact is, is that they were able to build off of the sentiment that the government doesn't work. Sure. I think – honestly, though, I think the extreme conservative comes from a place of white fragility. Yes. Yes. 100%. You know, where rights yes. are being taken away because yes, other people yes. are getting rights. It's, yeah, you know, the, the poor white people are the victims. Meh. It's you know, it's distrust in, you know. I mean, I don't know. We've become so tribal these days. It never used to be. I mean, my uh, my great uncle was Speaker of the House. Yeah, Sam Rayburn. Sam Rayburn, and you from know, Texas. from from Texas. <laughs> I got to visit his museum he when they found Texas. out I was his uh, oh, yeah? his great nephew. Is that in? It's in Texas somewhere mm-hmm. in Austin. Uh, no, I've never been to Austin. Uh, he, I would. I've only I've, the only place I've never been to Texas. The one place that's like <laughs> that's that, that I probably place enjoy. For you to go, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they were so cool at his museum, and they uh, they treated me. I was like the, nice. the one time I got like Treat treated like, like royalty. royalty. I think I'm his only last male living. Oh, relative, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they took me to like the secret places oh. in the museum where all of his oh. bondage gear was. No, oh, wow. where he. Uh, but but the cool thing was is they had this picture. From his funeral, and uh, my dad was one of the pallbearers. Oh, wow. And wow. they didn't just Xerox it. They made a cop, an actual print actual of the photo. picture and sent it to me. Oh, wow. Wow. And without me even asking, like wow. a few months later. That's crazy. It was so nice. It was really Well, good. you know, they, they're very much about heritage. And but the point is, he they used to get stuff done back then. You know what I mean? He had sure. a bar. In the state house where he, <laughs> where the work got done. Seriously, there was a, a room up in like the third floor yeah, or whatever, well, and the they would bring the Dems and the repubs, and, and that's where well, they, yeah, they would that's figure it all out. Back in the day when they would actually work together, and it wasn't just you do my thing or we're done. Yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know. It was a lot. It's just strange that we have come so far in so many ways, and yet. Not in so many other ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, we have to celebrate the progress we've made. I know people say that the progress isn't as quick enough or isn't fast enough or whatever, but we've made a lot of progress that we need to, you know, we're not done, but yeah. it's okay to celebrate the progress. Of course. You know, I, I, mean, think... we, I mean, you know, like gay marriage is legal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a that's a good deal. We've got to go much further. Yeah, we and, go and, past and that. They're, they're, the army is going to be doing uh, gender reassignment surgeries yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and like, it's, they, it's a, last year there was a trans man in the, in the army, and now yeah, the army now will pay for I mean, it's like, that's how it, you know. That's how quickly things are changing. And it's, I think the whiplash of it is like, you know, that causes a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You dig your heels. To in, lose their and, mind. And yeah. want to not, yeah. And then it just becomes about keywords and, and, and it's just feelings. So, and Well, back in the day, you know, you had your newspaper in the yeah. morning and in the evening. And then you had your local news. Yeah, you know? your evening news, yeah. And then that's it. We didn't have all of this yam, yam, yammering that's going on. Not a 24-hour news cycle? You know, what, did, what did they do? And then not news that was catered to exactly how did anybody, what your was. How did anybody live? I don't understand. They didn't. We all died. Uh, there was <laughs> oh. an extinction-level event. <laughs> an E-V-E-N-E-L-E. And now here we are. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just so strange to see. Because, the, you know, we're, Gen X is coming into power kind of now you know we're at that well, yeah, age yeah. of the 50 you know we're in the 50s and 40s yeah, yeah. and you know we're becoming the adults 
Yeah, uh, you're eventually going to take the reins. No, no, it'll skip us because we don't no, want No, no, it won't. There will. will definitely be some Gen Xers in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eh, maybe. It'll but, be uh, the good ones, though. It'll be the ones that really should be doing it and not just the ones that are taking advantage. Well, let's hope so. But it's it's just weird because I don't, you know, I, it just doesn't – I just still feel like a kid. You know what I mean? And yeah. it just, just seems so weird to be – the adult, and I think a lot of it too, is because you know, I never got married or had kids. <laughs> um, I wonder why. Uh, after, you know. oh, I know why, Jim. Um, no, because I, uh, I don't know why. I'm unlovable. Wow, that is so true. <laughs> Jesus, I, I can't even begin to say how unlovable you no, are. No, but I mean, you know, I think having my dad die at an early age sure. made me sure. wary of having children. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, I was always, you know, having that also that, you know, sort of Damocles over my head thinking that I was going to die right. at a young age. Right. Oh, right. fair to have, it's all selfish BS for me to like, you know, not do any of that stuff. It's just really funny. Whatever. I mean, like, I, know. I, I mean, I, but at the same time, it's not like, do you, I mean, I mean, I personally am never going to have kids, but like, because I know I'm a selfish person. Mm-hmm. I want to do things I want to do. Yeah. And adding in that third party, not going to do it for me. No, but I think. I think one of the I think you know the sad thing kind of is is you'd be a good dad. I think I'd be a good dad. I probably. And I think a lot of yeah. good dads aren't going to be dads because they yeah. just you know. Well, that's why like I got my brother and he's got great kids. Yeah, like, he's a good dad. The seventies had a lot of weird sex stuff. <laughs> 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 what kind of weird sex stuff, Jim? What kind well, of weird okay, sex so stuff? you know, here we go. We're coming off of the summer of love. People were like, you know, all the teens are doing it in the dirt. You know, at Woodstock, Woodstock, and, yeah, and the Monterey so Pop muddy. Festival, and muddy. you know, uh, you know. So these these '60s flower kids, you know, they're growing up a bit. They're getting married, but they still got their freak. You know, <laughs> they're not ready to let that go. So it gave way to this weird suburban sex culture, where you know, you'd have these parties where people would come and they'd put their keys in a bowl. And then at the end of the night, you know, the wives would pick out the keys and whoever car they got, that's who they'd go home with. Do you, do you know of anybody that actually attended a key party? I can't say <laughs> to them. But uh, uh, because that person picked their own keys. Oh, no. um, that's sad. Or is it? I don't know. I don't know. It just seems weird. It seems like it would be... I just the way I I see. I mean, they did portray that in that movie, The Ice Storm. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's been portrayed in films, uh, and and was that Ang, Ang Lee? Or yes, Ang Lee. Yeah. yeah. I would think that the peer pressure it would just be kind of creepy. They're probably smoking a little dope, you know. What? One of the one of the guys a got grass? a got some grass off of his teenage stepson. And it would be the worst grass. Oh ever. yeah, but they'd smoke terrible. that grass and they'd drink their J and B's and tweed and have a little uh, have some. Uh, Cheese fondue and maybe a little chocolate fondue for dessert. So I would. So okay. So key party. Mm-hmm. They ha- they hang out. They get to know each other. Nobody knows who they're going home with till the end, right? Right. So you take the keys and suddenly you're going home with Bill. Sure. You go home with Bill. Yeah. You have sex with Bill. Okay. Does he then drive you home? Well, usually they're in the same neighborhood. So it's just like, <laughs> so it's just, which makes they, it even worse. They do the walk of shame. Yes, because, okay, house. let's say you do the key party in your neighborhood and you do bring Bill home. and No, you go to Bill's or house. Or you go to Bill's house and, you know, uh, Bill's wife is with, 
you know, Ronnie, and Ronnie's got a bigger wiener, and and then it's like you got to wow. like see yeah, everybody at the block bigger party, wiener. okay, and it's just got to be really awkward, you know. It's like anytime you have one of those weird. You know, like druggy, sexy nights. Yeah, you never yeah. want to see those people again. But that's that's my thought is that I I guess I I just don't understand key parties to the point of if you're gonna do that stuff, then just be like, hey, there's a room over there. Just go fuck in the it's room. It's the anticipation, baby. It's I, all I, part of the ritual. Ugh. You don't have any sort of like, you know, imagination. I'd rather, I'd rather baby. be at the friend's house and have sex with somebody there and then leave. That's an affair. That's called an affair. No, it's at a party. It's at a party where everybody's watching, so well, it's they had not those an too. affair. So, so you want to, <laughs> you don't want to go to a key party. You want to go to a party where everybody's watching I, you have sex. I want to go to a watch me orgy. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm going just kidding. I'm just kidding. To... I don't want to do that. But I, there, well, I've been to a couple of those and not watch me, but a couple of those in L.A. Here, uh, it's been weird. Sure, sure, but, it's but not, you didn't just, do it with your didn't... wife. And your no. kids are at home with the babysitter. Yeah. No. I mean. I just remember there were always these weird little adventures that would happen at the house that were very confusing to okay, a young okay. child. This is this is interesting. Now. You know, gonna, yeah. there was a time where, and I'm pretty, okay. There was a time where I think my mom and my stepdad smoked some weed. And uh, my stepdad <laughs> was in the shower the entire time thinking he was going to die. Oh, and my I've, mom I've been there. I've been there. pulled this giant sunflower out of the ground and was laughing hysterically and, you know, walked into where Ray was and was like, I got you a flower and thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And, like, I kind of remember this stuff. There was, like, this weird <laughs> – like, there was this one time when there was this explosion across the street and the old man brought a guy in that was, like – burnt or something what yeah there was all this weird stuff this is some random explosion across something the yeah and i just there's like so, all these weird flashes like like you know you remember when you were a little kid and you always had to know what was going on right your parents had yeah, you friends over were. and you're like yeah. at the in your jammies at the top of the stairs you know trying to sneak a peek they know you're there you know they're there and then they're finally like go to bed adam and you're like whoa and you run to bed <coughs> but, but you always want to see what are those adults doing you know, <coughs> drinking mostly. My my, I does not my bring upbringing at all. <laughs> <laughs> my my parents hung out with uh, their friends uh, Jerry and Jan, and they would just literally play cards. And that was it. Well, my, par- yeah. my parents didn't drink when I was growing up. So. When we moved to Escondido, things got different. But when we were in San Diego and La Jolla, it just seemed like it was you know because it was oh, like mid seventies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, you know, I just think about it like the many different lives. You yeah, know, well, of course. I mean, that's, leave, leave. yeah, I mean, that, that's the whole thing is that it's not, I mean, once you have kids, you don't have to, um, you know, your life doesn't have to be over. You can still do stuff. You can still, you know, have a good time. You can still be your own person. Well, parenting was really different in the 70s because you would just in the morning be like, especially if it was the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You open the door, kid leaves. Yeah, gone they all go day. Outside. It's daylight. Go outside. You go to the door. Jam, come home. It's my mom's calling. It's time for dinner. Go home. Yeah, yeah. They didn't know what we did. Nobody asked any questions. Nobody told any tales. You know. But all we were doing was building forts. I, as long as I was home by dinner, that's all my Mm -hmm. parents cared about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, (laughs) like so many kids just broke their arms and shit. We'd have to like carry them to their parents' house. It was just like, but it was no no panics or anything. Just like, oh well, no ambulance. (laughs) It was like okay. (laughs) 
That's my thing. In sixth grade, when I I went to a public school, I ended up getting into, of course, because I was the weird Catholic kid, like, uh, got into a couple fights and went to some kid's house, and we got into a fight, and uh, there were, like, 20 kids watching, and and it was just ridiculous. And then I ran home, and I got home with, like, 10 minutes to spare, and sat down at the dinner table, and I was like, hey, Dad, got into a fight. And he's like, and you made it home on time. (laughs) I was like, yep. Yes. No, we were free-range children, and, you know, I, I don't know. I think there's a good balance between free-range kids and helicopter parenting. You know, I think, Yeah. Yeah. you know, I think maybe <laughs> we had a little too much freedom. But then again, I don't know, man. I think, you know, we were able to, we were able to be alone. You know what I mean? We were able to do our own thing. Well, it fomented independence, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You, if, like, you're out and, like, you don't have a parental figure around, then it's like you got to figure out how to fix this. Well, sure, but also, you know, both parents work. So you come home from school, right. you make your own snack, right. you do your homework, you what, you know, you, you're responsible for your own time and your own thing, you know, and it's you're like... The, you're the latchkey kid. you got to get your crap done, you know, before somebody gets home, you know. It's, yeah. And yeah. my folks went out to dinner all the time, and then I got sick of going to dinner with them because they just sit there and talk shop. There's nothing right. more boring for a seven-year-old than hearing about, you know, mortgage prices and, you know, uh, <laughs> remodels and and whatever, you know. So they would – they stopped, I think, right about eight maybe I stopped having a babysitter and just took care of myself. And wow. they'd bring me home something from Carl's Jr. and I'd plop in front of Happy Days and, you know, there you go. <laughs> Oh, the I old babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, they they were busy people. They were busy people. They they had to take care of the business. Uh, yeah. I did. I it was it was crazy. Some of the stuff that I was. I, mean, I remember like having some neighborhood kids that were just like, yeah, like we had to ride like a bike like a mile this way, and there's like this dirt track, mm-hmm. and you go ride on this dirt track, and it was like, no, it was actually the kids that were three years older than you, who, granted, they were only three years older, but they looked like they were like 40. Yeah, sure, <laughs> it yeah, was exactly. Like, it was like, no, there's theirs, and they yeah. would just throw rocks at you until you left. Right, and like, yeah, there were turf wars. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. You just do jumps, and, you know, we just like find these jumps, and we just take our bikes and jump off cliffs so into like jumps. dirt dunes and you know yeah. somebody to eventually we'd do it until somebody got hurt <laughs> you know and we'd have to take them back to some place you know it was that it's was basically it. it was like yeah. we'll do something stupid yeah until somebody got hurt and then and then, you, and then we'll go back the next day and, and do it again come back because <laughs> that kid's not with you because he's hurt we're dead you we lost a lot of kids wow yeah. wow that was the escondido it was the 70s baby deaths. we uh there's a lot of more the mortality rate yeah, big. if you could avoid the serial killers, oh man, the sand dunes would get you. We did though. That that was creepy. Yeah, I don't was, even. Uh, yeah, yeah. That we had real boogeymen in the seventies. We had real boogeymen. Yeah. And I remember the Night Stalker. He started making his way down to San Diego, and at school it would be like, "Oh, he's <laughs> coming to get you. The Night Stalker's coming to get you." He's going to go in there and he's going to strangle you or he's going to kill your mom, you know, and then Ted Bundy. Oh, Ted Bundy's going to get you. You know, it's just like we had all these crazy serial killers, you know. Yeah. 
yeah. in in the early '80s, we had uh, Johnny Gosh. That was the big thing, right? The, the, the child kidnapping. Yeah. yeah, that was the big thing because he was he was from Des Moines, mm-hmm. and uh, and actually Eugene Martin was another kid that either got quote unquote kidnapped or ran away. We don't really know. But this is back when they but didn't was, do anything about it. They didn't. No. They didn't think well, there was child abduction. He was the first. Kid yeah, yeah, yeah. On a on a milk carton. Right, right. Well, he was but when was, they started taking it seriously. they, yeah, they changed yeah. the laws. Yeah, because it was it was yeah it was but it, I remember that because I it was he was a couple years older than me and then he was a, a newspaper carrier mm-hmm. and I started giving out the Sunday paper and it was like so you killed him for his job no is that what you're saying <laughs> yeah. you murdered him for his job it now was, we solved the were, Johnny Gosh they were so specific about like here's you know if if you see anybody you knock on doors until somebody answers yeah. and like it was it was so crazy and i was like i'm like 12 going like is this should i really be doing this right yeah. now yeah no it's scary and it's that was the beginning of like stranger danger and you know yeah. kids getting thrown into vans and you know, oh, yeah. not the beginning of it, but the beginning of the realization that it happens. You yeah, because it was nobody, much more publicized. Yeah. There was no child abductions. I mean, there were, but nobody <laughs> believed it. You know what I mean? It was always like, well, your kid probably ran away. Yeah, yeah. It was always kids. Well, he's away. four. Well, you know, he probably ran away to the circus. Well, but that feeds into the the myth, the illusion that that this is not the world we live in. There's no bad exactly. guys like that. That's the thing. Is that part of the '70s destroyed that myth of? You know, the perfect little suburban life. Yeah. You know, you, you don't lock your doors and you don't, you know, right. your neighbors right. just come in and grab the sugar if they need it. But it's yeah. like, you know, there always were predators. It's just yeah, that. They just got more public. Yeah. Well, they, yes. And they had more press. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that also fueled, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a self-feeding monster, which is the press made it more, uh, it probably brought out more killers. Right. They're looking for press. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, right. you know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sold papers, man. Like right, right. the Zodiac, you know, with his, you know, with those, uh, what do you call it? Ciphers, you the know? Ciphers, yeah. It's like, it's you. It's just fascinating. They, I don't want to say like, oh, the serial killers back then had class. No, but they did have like, <laughs> there was like something about, there was always some weird little hook, you know? There was like, yeah. you know, Bundy was the co-ed killer. He was the handsome guy that like you yeah, know because it sold papers exactly exactly and, watch and john was, wayne gacy was the killer clown he was a know? clown he hung out with kids but then he murdered them well he hired them and, and murdered them. yeah right right you know jeffrey dahmer the you know he was more 80s or 90s but you know he was still well, the, the cannibal yeah. killer you know they all had these like you know they were like super villains you know what i mean they were like what we had yeah. is like these you know is it they were the og boogeyman you know it was like the you know, it. I remember it was like we just fueled that as kids back then. Like we had this vacant lot at the end of our uh, <laughs> at the end of our our street, and we were all like, "Yeah, well, Bigfoot lives there," and we all believed it. And we would be like, "Yeah, Bigfoot's in there, and let's go find him." And in Escondido, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, because Bigfoot was huge back then. They had that was back when, like, you know. They had the In Search of Bigfoot movies and, like, the, you know, and all that footage of the, you know, Bigfoot. I want to see a movie where Bigfoot lives in Escondido. It's called uh, Harry and the Hendersons. But, uh... Oh, my God, it is. Yeah, but we... (laughs) It was based on my childhood. (laughs) No, but we literally, you know... Was stepdad, John Lithgow? I wish. No, Uh, he, uh, he was the Bigfoot. No, he, uh, um... But, yeah, I mean, we would make up that kind of crap because it was, like... You know, it was more exciting 
Yeah. To live yeah. with, like, the danger. You know, it's like, it's the same reason oh, why, yeah. like, you know, monster movies and everything. And, and, you know, and I think, especially for me, you know, I always was macabre because of, you know, being so aware of death and whatever that I, you know, anything right. that was, like, scary or whatever, I was just totally drawn to it. Or, you know, and it was, like, a way for us to be, like, tough kids. Like, I'm going to, you know, be like, well, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in alone. If I don't come <laughs> back, Mary, Bigfoot got me. It's like going to the Niebold house. And, uh, Take my ding-dongs. <laughs> Hold on to my ding-dongs for me. <laughs> Hostess treats, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but that's how it was, you know. You go out, you dig for it, you look for Bigfoot. You foot. really were a fat kid, weren't you? Ah, uh, I fluctuated. No, but we were Carl's outside all the time. And your happy days and your Yeah, but I also swam and ran and, you know, played outside. You know, there yeah, was a I good wasn't, balance I wasn't then. technically the fat kid. I just was the one that was a little huskier than everybody else. Yeah, you know, I, I fluctuated. You know, it was always a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, still, I'm still fluctuating all yeah, the time. Yeah, Like it doesn't, that's not going to end anytime yeah. soon. Until really finally my spread. body goes, hey, guess what? Not going to lose anything anymore. Thanks. I just, I just don't want to get one of those like egg bellies, you know, oh. where, where like your belt cuts the middle. Of the, you got that big old. It's like you have an egg as a body, you know, in the belly. And that, your was, the that was the from egg. like old school because that's where the waist should be was yeah. up above the belly button. You wear it very high because that's where it's supposed to be worn. And it's comfortable because it's not it your, your, your belly is not cutting. I anymore. just don't understand how you get that belt barrel belly. You don't I see don't, that I mean, on younger people. I had I had a science teacher in, in uh, high school that was had the biggest beer belly I've ever seen. He was a skinny man. Wow. Skinny man. He looked like he was like eight months pregnant. Like it was so bizarre. Probably had a problem. He probably was I mean, he probably work. did. <laughs> I mean, he probably did. I don't know. That was uh, that was the same class where we watched uh, – uh, or that same year where I watched a girl lose an eye by a penny because someone flicked it and it hit her right in the eye. <laughs> she literally lost her eye. That's Iowa for you. <clears throat> Woo! Yeah, that was fun. He I didn't, didn't get suspended for that. <laughs> really? The kid didn't. Nothing oh, happened. Oh, it was an him. accident. Yeah. I mean, um, it really wasn't. He was an asshole. But anyway, I think uh, he's dead now. So. Oh, there you go. Um, good for him. He <laughs> sorry, sorry. It. I just went down a weird rabbit hole. Sorry. <laughs> What's so crazy is that, you know, all the panic and, and everybody being so scared of the serial killers and the cults and stuff of the 70s, that led to the, the satanic panic of the 80s. Right. You know, which was, man. Insane. Well, insane, insane and also just so destructive. Yeah, to yeah. so many yeah, lives. Yeah. It was, yes. You know, <clears throat> you, yeah, know we, was... you had the, the, the beginnings of, you know, we, we had a decade of serial killers and cults and child abductions were becoming, you know, just like this, you know, mm-hmm. Johnny Gosh, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you you have all of these things coming to light that probably had been happening before, but had never really been in, in, right. in the mainstream, not in the, the news, news yeah, right? Yeah. And that married with the fact that it's the beginning of like preschool. It's the beginning of daycare in the 80s. You right. know, there wasn't really daycare before then, people don't realize. And so, right, right. you know, people were very, had a lot of anxiety about dropping their kids off with strangers. Yeah. And so that's what led to the satanic panic is that it was the distrust of all of these preschools plus right. these kids, you know, coming out with the most outlandishly crazy right, right things. Right, you know, right. they're being led on by the I mean the whole kids thing was say the absolute, darndest things. But it'd be like 
yeah. And then a uh, teacher came in and she ate the baby. And then she <laughs> did. Well, did Wait, she, I'm sorry, she Timmy. Ate, she, she ate the baby? Yeah, she ate the baby. She and, ate it? Like and a, then like they a, opened her mouth and I saw the baby. Oh. I saw the baby. It was in her mouth. Right. And they're like, oh, okay. It, but it was literally like that. You know, it was like you know, they would. <laughs> Why did it, I'm sorry. Why was there a panic then? That doesn't make any sense. Because it's, they wanted to close this shit down. Yeah, they you know they wanted to end it. They wanted to get the kids back with the family. It's the same thing with like the Republicans now that are like they're against you know equal pay for women because they want women to stay home with the kids. It's all about subjugating women. I mean, it's the fear. It's fear. It's fear fear of you know fear grew in the seventies. Oh my god, and it blossomed in the eighties, and then it you know and then it (laughs) It flowered in the nineties. Good name in the nineties. Yeah, you know it's it's crazy. But if you look at the the trajectory. You know, it's it's completely it, it, there's like a path to it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like totally. I it's and I'm fascinated by mass hysteria. I'm fascinated by yeah. by by that kind of groupthink that happens. You know, and it's like all the all the way up to today. You know, with this big yeah. lie crap. You know, it's like this this whole groupthink mentality where everybody loses their collective mind. Yeah, and and yeah. And lives are destroyed. I mean, if you look, a lot of it, you know, a lot of it was uh, like Donahue and <clears throat> and all of these uh, daytime talk shows yeah. that just pushed the satanic panic narrative. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and they had the Satanists on and they had these people on. And it was just, you know, so exploitative and so... You know, it was all about just getting ratings. It's good TV. Sure. But it yeah. was all just phony. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was. I mean, it, it's not, none of it, none of it was real. And it. There's never been, I mean, and to, okay, we're, we're back to it. We're back yeah. to it with QAnon yeah. and, you know, this whole satanic pedophile ring. It's the same damn thing. <laughs> it's just rebranded and repackaged. Yeah. yeah. As now it's the Democrats in a basement. You know, in a, uh, in a pizza parlor, in a pizza parlor, it doesn't basement. have a base. Well, it, there's all these tunnels, you know, these these child trafficking mm. tunnels under the ground, too. Sure, sure. But it's like, you know, it's the same inane, you know, well, uh, yeah, they're scaring babies to make them super scared. And then they take their adrenochrome and then drink it to keep them young. And but baby, but do but And it's like, what? That's the that's yeah. I mean, that's the QAnon conspiracy is that they're scaring babies to take their the like yeah there's this ear serum th- there's this uh it's uh, i wish i remember it's this there's this file I'm sorry this is fascinating there's this file called like Fluberflap. okay and it's not that but it's 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 definitely it's a, not Fluber but Flap. it's it's stupid as Fluberflap. it yeah. might as well be Fluberflap. but this file Fluberflap that they found on um anthony weiner's wife's computer the file is a video clip of her and Hillary Clinton. She was a high-ranking Democrat. Well, like, she worked in the Clinton. party. She was. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was a. She. She was a Clinton uh, uh, advisor. And she. Uh, so there's this this film of her and Clinton. Clinton cuts off this this little girl's face and puts it on her own face to you know scare the children. Hillary does. Hillary does this. Okay. Um, to Wait. scare the children because the the fear you know percolates the adrenochrome you know and sure. makes it. It makes you live forever? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure exactly. I think it keeps you young. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It it doesn't seem to be working if Hillary Clinton's taking it and Bill Clinton. Is that what happened to Mitch McConnell's hand with the blackness? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He wasn't in enough fear. Somebody started destroying his horcruxes, I think. (laughs) Um, 
No, but that's... But have you, have you seen this video of Hillary Clinton cutting off... No, because face? it doesn't exist. Oh, it's not real. Fluberflap or real. whatever it is. Yes. And, and, but, but it is... It is... Yeah. Cat? She's, she's like shocked too. I know. But this is the kind of stuff that people are saying is true. You know, this is, this is like the well, rigor of Q and on. You know, this is like... But they had to. That was the whole thing. They had to make up something crazy because the, the whole like Trump P-tape. <laughs> right, but I mean, they had to make up something that was even more ridiculous. But this because was then you don't believe yeah. it. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, I mean, that's pretty brilliant, to be honest. Yeah. Because if you don't take that seriously, which obviously you don't, no one's going to. Hillary Clinton did not cut off the face of a child and put it on her own face to scare a child. You don't know. <laughs> but that's going to make you then not believe the fact that Donald Trump peed on a bunch of of Russian prostitutes in Barack Obama's bed that he slept in. Well. Uh, the the actual story is that he paid the prostitutes to pee on the bed that Clinton uh, that uh, that Barack Obama slept on. He I didn't am, do the peeing; he just watched them pee. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I look, let's let's, uh, let's let's make sure it's accurate. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to cross any streams. No. So to speak. Oh my God! Um, Can they cross streams? Is that a thing? yes? <laughs> Sexist. It's like Ghostbusters. You don't cross the streams, man. No, you don't. But. uh but yeah, I think, you know, it's the same kind of thing. You know, you go from satanic panic to QAnon. You know, everybody's looking for a boogeyman. And I, sure. you know, and everybody's looking for a, but, it, but, but that's, I guess my point is, in the 70s, the boogeymen were boogeymen, you know? In the 70s, yeah. the boogeymen were serial killers it and child abductors, you know? of who the bad guys In the were. 80s, yeah. The 80s, the boogeymen were the Satanists, but the Satanists were your neighbors, right? That was the beginning of like, you know, oh, you know, Adam is a Satanist. He eats children's feet um they're tasty with i didn't mean to out you by the way Uh, dip them in chocolate and then we've come to you know well the entire democratic party and the entire left in hollywood are all a bunch of child eating monsters that's not far off i mean no (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm kidding metaphorically but but no but seriously i mean i think they're not literally child eating monsters but that's how it's grown that's where we are right you know, no, it's true. It's true, and and it is. It all really stems from the the seventies, and 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 the interesting fact that uh, maybe perhaps the media was making these things uh, more public, hiding the real villains, like Nixon. Which, granted, I mean, obviously he was outed and, and all that stuff. Yeah, they weren't like, hiding Nixon. <laughs> no, but I'm saying is that he wasn't the only one doing illegal shit. No. I mean, like, there was, I'm sure there's many people in the government that are doing much worse. Yeah. But we don't pay attention to it because we're paying attention to John Wayne Gacy and his clown child killing. Right. Yes. No, because it sells papers. Sensationalism always does. I mean, if it bleeds, yeah. it leads. It's been around I ever mean, since the 40s. You if know, it it's not. Hearst wouldn't have literally exactly. started a war. Right. I mean, yellow journalism, all that shit, you know, it, it, that that sells papers, you know, a a expose on John Wayne Gacy, you know, pulling fifteen boys out of the crawl space of his house is a lot more interesting than you know the the Pentagon Papers and yeah, you know the complexity sexy. of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we don't yeah. have an enemy right now. We don't have yeah, that's Al Qaeda. We don't Agreed. have we don't have an external boogeyman. We don't have the yeah. Cold War. You know, the most the thing that's most dangerous right now is domestic. Terrorists, terrorist, yeah. They, I mean, they tried to make the Islamic terrorist the, bo- the boogeyman, and that didn't really fly. No, it's right wing terrorism. And when the biggest threat is coming from inside your house, you know, yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Exactly. And, and 
you call your stepdad. <laughs> you do, and he brings his guns. I'm always like, how did we get here, right? No, 100%. Like, it is this insane is what, where this we are. This is what are. I found fascinating about this series is that we're able to, to relate back to the things that we love or the things that scared us and find out why we're here now. Yeah. It started with your stepdad, and it ends with QAnon. Oh, my God. Because your stepdad's a member of QAnon. I think getting back to what we were talking about earlier about you know, being a surface generation or everything, you know, if everything yeah. looks good, everything is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's easy when you're, you, you know, your neighbors don't come over unless they're invited or sure. they knock. They don't just come in. You know, they don't like it's it's easy to hide those things. As right? long as you're not yelling. You know, it's like, well, I mean, down because yeah. the neighbors will hear. I mean, you yeah, know, don't yeah, do, you know, uh, don't you dare have an argument in the front yard. No, no. Don't you no. dare, you know. And <laughs> but but also everybody played along back then, too. Yeah. Yeah. The kids played along, you know, and then because of divorce, let's bring it back to that. A lot of ways kids acted out. They didn't have as much discipline or they didn't have that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that family unit, that security, let's be honest. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, you're divorce every, is super scary. It's like I mean, your parents are your yeah. gods. You know, when you're a kid, you you need structure. You mm-hmm. need and then and they're just it, it isn't there. You know, I mean, oh. and and it, and it wasn't that way for everybody. I mean, there were definitely divorced parents that took care of that and right. thought about that, but most people just didn't. No, but you can't. There, there's also there's things you can't help. My father dying on my third birthday. Yeah. You know, messed Why me up. Why did you kill him? Because look. I asked for a Fisher it was Price. My birthday. <laughs> I asked for a Fisher Price, you know, mower. You know what those? Oh, little those little. But the, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Got me an off-brand. Oh no. Swisher Swice. Was it Swisher Swice? And I, I just beat him to Fasher death with Bruce? it because I yeah. was like, "This is not what I asked oh, for." Wow, I'm <laughs> really sorry. That was dark and way too soon. Yeah, it was real that dark. Was really dark. Yeah, it was right too soon. It was only forty something years. But it, ago. Yeah. but no, seriously, it you don't realize because you know kids. We didn't think about it back then. There wasn't really a lot of child psychology back then. You know, right. you didn't right. kid, get your kid to a child therapist to deal with the problems. You know, yeah. there wasn't safe spaces or any of this, you know, and not that I'm mocking that or anything, but it's, no. but there wasn't a, it was just get up, dust yourself off yeah. and, you know, get to it, baby. Yeah. This yeah. is life. You which, know, I mean, I, life I, isn't going to, you know, it, which is a realistic way to look at yeah. it. You know, I mean, and that's, I, I think that's still the case for a lot of people. It's just very, it's just a very different world. You sure. Know I mean, it's much easier to be well, scared I, because I, I, it's I, just mm, so much more information. I think there's more sensitivity these days sure. to kids. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I think, you know, I, I definitely know that my peers that are parents are, are uh, for the most part, better parents than their parents. Yep. You know, yeah, and okay. and and not to say that our parents were bad parents. They just mm-hmm. you either evolve or you don't. You know, it's like you either learn from the horrible things and and you do the opposite, or you <laughs> you carry on the cycle. You know, and and it's it's I think more people are 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 given the tools to stop the cycle. No, agreed, agreed. Right. I think that's good. Yeah, it's good. Know, I don't think yeah. that, that our parents had the tools to stop it. I don't think they had. No, definitely not. The the wherewithal. I mean, you know, like I said, like we were talking about, mm. the, you know, they came from these stoic World War II, you know, Depression era. You just, yeah. you know, we got to survive yeah. parents. And they well, were, I, you know. Yeah, I mean, seriously, like you're raising your kid and it's like 
nothing I do can be as bad as the thing I just did over in Germany. Like, it's like I just stopped this whole bad thing. So, like... I think also because of the fact that, you know, things were tight back then because Mm -hmm. of, you know, depression. I think the parents, they did want to give their kids more than what they had. But I think it wasn't... They weren't giving them emotionally more... They were no, giving them no. materialistically more. Yes, yes. Which was great. You know, we loved our bikes and, you know, we loved our... our Fisher-Price mowers. Yeah, and our, and our, our, our Planet of the Apes uh, oh. treehouse playsets. Yeah. But, you know, it's... It, that was not a substitute for understanding or whatever, but right. it's also not their right. fault. You know, it's like they did the best they could. I, and they did, and they did a good I job. I mean, you know, I, I, I think our generation I turned think out your, okay. Your, your mom did pretty good. I mean, oh, my mom's great. You know, your parents are great. Yeah, they're not I, perfect. Nobody's perfect. I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, I mean, I like who I am now. So I mean, I, I like who you are. Thanks. Now, <laughs> not twenty minutes ago, <laughs> no. when I was making that awful joke. No, no, I was. I hated you then. <laughs> I hated you. But, but that's the thing. I think, as as you get older. You, you start to look at your parents as human beings, hopefully, and not as gods or, yeah. you know, yeah. these mythic creatures. And you see their humanity and you can be like, okay, well, yeah, my mom was completely overwhelmed back then. Yeah. So yeah, she yeah, did yeah. that, you know, yeah. or my dad or my stepdad, you know, lost his job or blah, blah, blah. So it's, you know, there's, there's reasons. Behind. It doesn't excuse bad behavior. No, no. But it, but it also makes it easy to to come to peace with it because yeah. you don't have to take it personally because, you know, they're not smacking you around because they hate you. They're smacking you around right. because they love you. Right. And that's what they were taught. My, my dad was actually uh, on an aircraft carrier during Vietnam when he met my mother. Uh, they were pen pals. And uh, oh, I was going to say, what was she doing? I know she was not on the ship, but she, when he came back, he, he wanted to start a family. So he got a job because he had to. And, and it, and it, I really don't think that him and I, really connected like you were saying about being a, a, a like looking at him as a person like rather than just dad mm-hmm. it, until he was forced to retire and and start his own business and then it was suddenly was like he blossomed and it was like oh my god seeing him as a person yeah. rather than as my dad who hates working this construction crap somebody who's you interested know. in their own life becomes interesting yeah and yeah. you know when when a parent is just a job yeah and yeah a cook and yeah. a chauffeur you know, which unfortunately is what a lot of stepdads looked at. As. <laughs> yes, it was like, oh well, I guess I gotta raise this seven-year-old now. Well, yeah, and it, you know, a whole bunch of you're not my dad. All I want to do is deal with your mom. You now I gotta deal with you. Yeah, it's a lot of responsible little snot-nosed kids. You know, and and a lot of them weren't up for it. No, you know? no, they should not. There's a reason they didn't have kids. There's the a reason place. why there was a lot of guys going out for cigarettes. And just not coming back, <laughs> you know. No, he'll come back. He'll be back. Oh, he'll be back. It's only been thirty-five it's years. Only it's been, fine. Yeah, exactly. But uh, or moms, you know. Uh, yeah, moms no, can was, go out for cigarettes too, too and not come back. Let's uh, let's be fair. Um, Although I, th- I think I think more moms. This is gonna get really dark. But I think more moms had a tendency just to kill their children and then and then die. Wow. Yeah, that happened really? a lot. That happened a lot more than I think than them just leaving their families. You just don't hear about it as often of them just leaving because I, you know, the maternal aspect of of the kids and stuff. Although it did happen, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of times. I mean, I, I will, I, I'm going to hazard a guess that more moms left their families than murdered their families. 
in the 70s. And I'm going to disagree. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're going to have to find we'll the statistics to on disagree that. on that one. Because that's like Satan. I mean, the <laughs> this is what the news told me, Jim. The killer moms. It, I, just, it, I could just see the Jerry Springer. Yeah. Killer moms. Killer moms. I would like to hope that mothers have more <laughs> stronger maternal instincts. I would like to hope that mothers would... Have the instinct to murder their children no, rather no, than just leave No, I'm just, just saying not leave, leave at all. <laughs> well. You know, 70s moms just did. I got to tell you, before we go, I'm going to tell yep. you a really fun story about my mom. Okay. And the 70s. Yeah. And my sister. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you remember all you youngins, you oldens, <laughs> but there used to be this hostess commercial where this mom would come out with this tray with, like, Twinkies and... Ding dongs and fruit pies, and okay. she'd be like, "Hostess, anyone?" And the kids would be like, "Oh, mom!" And they'd run over and grab the thing. <laughs> and my sister and I forced our mother oh, no. <laughs> to go get <laughs> ding dongs, Twinkies, and pies, and put them on a tray and, and walk. recreate them. Yeah, and, and the, <laughs> it was great too because in the commercial, she walks through this door, and we had like a door in the kitchen. And she did the whole damn thing. She walked through with the t- hostess, anyone? Oh, and we're just like, oh, mom. And it was just hilarious. And I, I mean, that to me is just the epitome of who my mom is. Just the greatest. It was just like, I mean, that's Good for her. Extra Good for mile. her. It was that so is much going I mean, that's just mile. playing along and being like, that's, yeah. that's being game. And I'm we, sure it was, it was fun really fun. And my sister and I just got such a kick out of it. It was oh, just so funny. funny. That's so but, funny. So I wanted to, you know, not all moms are, are killers. Some like to get their kids treats. <laughs> wow, man. God, you, you act somehow like I said that moms <laughs> killed their kids. I don't understand. Oh. Well, uh, I think this was a successful uh, venture into what it was like in the 70s. Yeah. Confusing. Rambling. <laughs> it doesn't really, it really, really have a point. like hanging out with his stepdad. <laughs> Just a drunken mess. And I did manage to finish my drink, so I think we both did. Go freshen up. Well, yeah, that's a good time to to say goodbye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with something a little more traditional. (laughs) Traditional. But we'll be back again with a little something something for the stepdads. Well, parenting was really different in the 70s. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, Blossom, already in progress.